Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. 5 to 10, the time, our phone number 1300-001012. You can text 044 if you wish as well. Now, Tasmania's topped the nation in some new figures for building and construction apprentices. So I want to find out more about this. Uh, so let's have a chat to Matthew Pollock. Matthew's the CEO of Master Builders Tasmania. Joins me now. Good to talk to you again, Matthew. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Tell us uh, about these new figures. It sounds certainly like some good news. We need a bit of that. Oh, look, it's great news. Um, you know, this month's apprenticeship numbers are, are, are beautiful numbers for Tasmania. So not only do they show that we're topping the country in terms of attracting new apprentices into the industry, but we're also topping the country in terms of completion rates. That is amazing, isn't it? I, 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 I don't know why, but I always thought apprentices, yeah, they, they finish, but reading the stats, not so, is it? It's, uh, but we, we're up there about 70-odd percent. Well, that's right, and it's always been challenging, um, and for a number of reasons. But over the last 12 months in Tasmania, we've managed to achieve a completion rate of over 70%. Uh, that compares to a national average of, of a little over 50%. Mm. So, you know, well ahead of the national average and, and well ahead in terms of our top position against other states. So how long is a building and construction apprenticeship? Well, typically it's four years. Um you know, that being said, if, if there's somebody who, who gets through their training and, and demonstrates an ability um, that is, you know, representative of, of, of the standards uh, expected, that they may be able to finish earlier. But generally, you know, four years is about the standard. It's uh, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Quite positive that. But I was also reading there was a, there's been a bit of a decline in recent years. Is that so? Well, look, we did see a decline in new apprenticeship enrolments, particularly leading into sort of pre-COVID. Um, oh, yeah. Fortunately, and through, you know, through a number of measures, uh, government stimulus in particular, but also a very strong construction industry over the last couple of years, we've really seen a, a renaissance in the apprenticeship um, training system. And, and that's really, really encouraging. Uh, it's the first thing and perhaps the best thing that we can do to, you know, address the underlying skill shortages that have really plagued the industry for, for quite some time now and also to ensure that we build the workforce that we're going to need you know to build the the pipeline of, of work ahead of us we've discussed this before haven't we shortage of workers um what about um i think you were saying that and when i was reading an article the state would need to increase its migrant intake to address the uh, long-running skills shortage particularly in the construction sector well, look, I think we need to get more than our fair share of workers across all parts of the community. Yeah. Um, you know, in construction, we we estimate we'll need to grow the construction workforce by 25% by 2025. Now, to put that into perspective in terms of numbers, um, that's about 6,500 new workers that we will need to skill up and get ready to work in the construction industry. You know, there's there's no such thing as an unskilled worker in construction anymore. Um, we'd like to see those jobs as much as possible go to Tasmanians looking to enter the workforce. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, construction offers well-paid, high-skilled and rewarding career opportunities. Um, but it also means we're going to need to do better at attracting workers from, from you know, all walks of life. That means uh, migration has a role to play uh, both interstate uh, and international. 
Um, and also if we can, you know, capture a few workers that might be looking for a career change from other industries as well. Yeah, that's a good call. And also ageing workforce would pose problems, I was reading. So obviously uh, we are pretty well a state to, for ageing workforce. So that's an issue as well, isn't it? Well, it is. And, you know, the, the workforce on average in Tasmania is older than the workforce uh, across the country. And the workforce in construction is older than the average in Tasmania. So, you know, you put those two things together and it means that the expectation is for our retirement rate to be higher than average over the next few years. That means not only do we need to attract people in to grow the workforce, but we also need to attract people in to replace those workers that are leaving. Interesting, um, Matthew, too, that I was reading the highest completion rates were for electrotechnology and telecommunication trades at 75%. Well, that's right. Quite and it's, pleasing, it's, it's isn't it? Extremely, extremely encouraging number. Yeah. Um, look, and I think it really shows that, you know, we have the support networks here um, in the state, both for employers and for apprentices to ensure that we, you know, we get the, the most successful outcomes that we can through our apprenticeship training system. And, you know, that, that's in large part, as I mentioned before, it, it, it's about having the, um, a strong industry with a strong pipeline of work, which gives employers the confidence to invest in new people. Um, but it's also through, you know, the Tasmanian government's made some unprecedented commitments and partnerships with industry, mm. um, you know, to provide that support to industry to ensure that we can, you know, we can improve these outcomes. And, and what we're seeing through the numbers that are released this month is, is a bit of a testament to that partnership and the success of that partnership. And part of that is the high-vis army project, isn't it? Absolutely is, yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, we're very proud to be a part of. Uh, it's a real centrepiece of, of, of the work that we're doing with government at the moment. And, and what that has meant is that the resources are there to work with industry uh, to ensure that we can make those investments into the workforce so that we can meet those targets and grow the workforce um, you know, to, to, to what is required so that we can deliver that pipeline of, of construction work that's ahead of us. It's, it's, with all of this positive news, and then I, I open up the Herald Sun this morning, as probably you may have done, to read through some of that, and there's a Courtney Gold story. says, Australia's facing a looming tradie crisis amid concerns one-third of electrical apprentices have considered quitting their profession. The soaring cost of living, work culture and stagnant wages were listed as the top reasons trainees were weighing up quitting, according to the new polling commissioned by the Electrical uh, Trades Union, almost 90% of respondents did not receive any mentoring during their apprenticeship and half received no support at all. So luckily, Tasmania looks like we're doing okay, but I mean, if, if Australia's in that side of it, interesting how that suddenly becomes a headline at the same time. Mm, well, it does suggest that perhaps we're doing a little bit better here than perhaps um, some, other, some other jurisdictions. It does. But I think it also goes to the point, Mike, that you know, the most important thing is to have those support networks around for people through their apprenticeship. You know, getting through a four-year apprenticeship is is challenging. Um, the construction industry is a challenging industry to work in, uh, but it's also very rewarding. And I think if, particularly if that support is there in the early days, you know, you find that people um, can have, you know, very, you know, build very successful and rewarding careers in the industry so long as they they have that network there 
um, to, to bring them up and, and skill them up in their early years. It is interesting, is with the um, Skills and Jobs Summit coming up, uh, a two-day summit, I, I'm, I'm, as I said before, I hope it's not a talk fest, but um, Prime Minister Albanese's um, outlined the 10 professions with the most dire worker shortages. That includes nurses, chefs, early childhood teachers and electricians and construction workers and civil engineers also made the list, uh, as did uh, other caring professions, I mean, uh, child care workers, that sort of thing, aids and disability carers. But it is interesting how we don't have enough, and we're hoping that obviously that they can get those skills, and I think they're obviously working on um, free TAFE training as well, aren't they? Well, look, they are, and I think that's an important part of the mix. I think more importantly is that we maintain standards in our training system and maintain standards through TAFE. You know, people that are trained properly are more likely to succeed in their occupation, and that means they're more likely to stay in their occupation. Um, But I think think the, the interesting thing about that list, Mike, is how broad it is. And it really is an indication of uh, how uh, tight the, the, the labour market is at the moment. You know, construction's been suffering under skill shortage issues for, for quite some time, but we're certainly not the only industry. Um, you know, having an unemployment rate of under 4% means that, you know, we, we have a labour market that perhaps is as competitive as it's ever been, which means all industries will be vying for, for good people. And from the construction industry's perspective, you know, we're working very hard to ensure we're as attractive as possible for people who are looking to enter the workforce or or perhaps even make a career change. Mm. I know nine out of ten new jobs over the next five years will require post-secondary qualifications. I mean, I know the federal government prioritising, as I just mentioned, free vocational training to address address the skills crisis. Uh, But it is interesting, isn't it, with uh, during the election campaign, I remember Labor, what was it, um, committed uh, $850 million for 465,000 fee-free TAFE courses and vocational training infrastructure, um, hopefully to create 45,000 extra places for industries suffering shortages. So that'll be interesting when uh, Skills and Training Minister Brendan O'Connor gets up and has his, uh, has his uh, this uh, Jobs and Skills Summit, a uh, big challenge for businesses, the lack of workers and the skills required for the jobs available. And as you're saying, at least in Tasmania, our, tra- our apprentices um, are topping the figures. I think that's just a, that just tells it for me is a, just a wonderful top story. No, it, it is. And look, they're very welcome announcements by the federal government. You know, that construction industry employs more apprentices and trainees than any other industry. In fact, we, we, we employ more apprentices than manufacturing, agriculture mm. and mining combined. So, you really? know, that, though, that allocation of, of TAFE places uh, will very much um, favour the construction industry. And we hope to see that we get our fair share there so that we can start addressing these skill shortage issues in a in a more sort of long-term sustainable and structured way and that means that requires a a long-term investment not only through the training system which the, the federal government has announced but also through industry to ensure that you know we're, we're bringing enough people through the training system making that investment in the next generation generation of Tassie mm-hmm. trades and making sure that they're the best trained in the country while we do it. Look, uh, also builders. I mean, we continually seem to hear about a, another company going under due to fixed price construction sometimes. And I guess it's uh, the supply chain too. The cost in the supply chain must be difficult. If you've got a, if you, some months ago, you say, look, it's going to cost this much. Here's the contract. All of those things will have to change now, won't they? 
Well, look, the last 12 months in particular have been very difficult for construction businesses. Um, and as you point out, you know, correctly, it's, it's you know, supply chain pressure mm. has caused material price increases, um, perhaps higher than anybody really anticipated. You know, construction has been probably 12 months ahead of the rest of the economy when it comes to inflationary pressure. And that's why you've seen, you know, basic inputs, in particular those major inputs, steel and timber, have seen substantial increases um, in, in prices, which under fixed price contracts has, has eroded margins. Um, you know, that being said, we are seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, builders yeah. have been, and their suppliers have been working very hard to ensure that we, you know, keep to the commitments that we make to clients. And I think the most important thing to note there is while it's been challenging and while there have been some high profile stories, uh, you know, in the media, you know, the majority of the industry is getting on with it and is making the best of the situation. And prospective homeowners out there really shouldn't be worried that their builder is about to go bust. Um, we've seen actually that the Tasmanian residential construction industry in particular has actually has been quite resilient over the last 12 months. Interesting. I just had a text from a caller. Steve says, where can he start looking for a job in construction or an apprenticeship? Interesting. Good on him. From, young Steve. Matthew? Well, I'd encourage Steve to give us a call. So if he wants to get online and you know, uh, Google Master Builders Tasmania. Uh, we have a apprenticeship training program ourselves, uh, and we can certainly help him out if he's young and eager and enthusiastic. Oh. We will find a place for him. Well done, well said, Matthew. It's always a pleasure to uh, chat to you, and it's uh, so nice to get a, a bit of a positive story when the Herald Sun says it just balances out with a bit of negativity in the electrical trades over that side of the town. But uh, we're doing very well, and just I'm so pleased to read that story. And great to talk to you again. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks. Thank you indeed. Uh, Matthew Pollock is the CEO of Master Builders Tasmania with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.